Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Hello, how are you today? My name is Mitch Corbett. I'm the host, and today we have a fantastic uh, guest for you today. Her name is Karina Libido. Karina and I work on cruise ships together. Uh, she was a photographer, I was a videographer, and since then we've gone had our own adventures. She actually became a burlesque dancer in New York City. Uh, since then, uh, she's gone and moved to Vermont. She's doing some uh, uh, social media stuff with her YouTube channel. Um, she has a lot of great stories to tell, and I don't want to keep you any longer from hearing those stories. So let's get to it. Let's get to Karina. But you're you're from you're from the Ukraine or Serbia? I forget which one. Ukraine, yeah. Boom, nailed it, got it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm here with the lovely and uh, I guess I'll say vivacious uh, Karina uh, Libido. Uh, thanks for being a podcast on the uh, Hello, How Are You Today podcast. We used to work on cruise ships together 12 years ago as photographer. Well, I was a videographer, you're a photographer. You try to be a videographer. Yes. <laughs> I were taking you out the one day in Norway and we got you to the puffin bear. I know. I saw that photo recently. I found it. I just stumbled upon it in my uh, like old folders. And I was like, oh my God, this, there, somebody took a photo of us from the back. Like you're uh, kind of teaching me how to use that giant video camera. And then we were filming the fjords. And I was like, how funny that happened 12 years ago. And now I'm kind of getting into it by myself with my YouTube channel, the whole like filming and editing. But you, you were the first one to show me the ways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I knew that many ways that when I when I taught you uh, those tricks and straight, I've gotten a lot, lot better uh, since that time. So let's talk about it. I mean, from Ukraine to cruise ships to burlesque to YouTube channel, from New York to Vermont, you are a woman of many different, I don't know if skill is the right word, but like skills and like, you just have a page, uh, a, a pizzazz for like trying new and different things. So like, how, where does it come from? Like, I mean, you, you, I look at photos of you on YouTube doing the self-made stuff and the burlesque stuff. Obviously it's like, where does all this come from? That's a great question and a great way to put it, that like that desire to do different things. Well, I think um, I never actually thought of it that way, seriously. But now that you asked the first answer that pops in my head that we could blame zodiac signs, probably I'm a Gemini. So this is very natural to me to want everything at the same time and to try different things. I have that natural curiosity that um, hope like luckily never fades um i mean it, it is kind of exhausting to be me <laughs> but at the same time at the same time um i also love that part of me as well it's not something that i came to because i'm enlightened or whatever it's just it comes very natural to me to be curious and uh you know they always say that curiosity kills a cat right but curiosity like oh no don't say that my cat can hear you i got two cats as well um but, but you know they, they always say that curiosity killed the cat right but they also don't uh tell you how fun being curious and how entertaining it can be uh for the cat before it killed it right does that make sense like, I don't know if you watched the show Ted Lasso. No, no. Uh, so there's a scene in there um, where, like, the main character is doing a whole, like, he's he's one-upping the show pig of the of the series. 
And it's like, the problem with you is that you've never, you, you always assume you know everything instead of being curious. And if you were curious, you'd realize that I am very good at darts and I'm about to kick your ass sort of thing at this game. And it's like, I feel like the people that aren't curious, the people that aren't, you know, willing to explore the unknown sort of thing, they're always kind of like, they always have this kind of like weird ego about themselves where they think they know it all, but like they don't have, they don't seem fun, but your life is full of fun and the interesting things. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. So like, how did you get into, like from, how did you get introduced to like, cause when we worked on ships, when we worked on cruise ships, like is very, did that affect your decision to go into burlesque? Cause like on ships, it was very, wear this uniform, look this way. Uh, <laughs> and then you go the complete opposite and burlesque where it's like, everything's shiny. Everything's like naked. Everything's like risque. Oh. It's like, it's, it's such a 180, but like did that affect your decision to like go into that, that avenue. Oh my God, Mitch, five minutes in the interview, you're already blowing my mind because I never made that connection in my head ever. Uh, oh my God, that's funny. I never thought of that, but you're right. It could be a protest to my life on the cruise ships because like you said, it was like being in an army and uh, um, yeah, very strict. Um, do not oh my God, do not expose any personality by any means. You're just a number in this giant corporation, you know? And that definitely wasn't easy on me. Uh, but I want to also come back to a couple of things that about Ted Lasso. I think you quoted that, like, um, how people who are... Um, and, and sorry, it's not yeah. It's not the quote, the Ted it's not a Ted okay. Lasso quote, it's a... It's a quote from a, a, a Walt Whitman painting of some sort that he references in the show. I'm not crediting, I'm not crediting Ted Lasso with the quote. It's someone there else's quote that's used in the show. <laughs> Walt Whitman about uh, like people who know, think they know everything versus people who are very curious. Experience and, uh, everything. <laughs> experience everything. And um, there was another quote that I recently heard. I don't remember, it was uh, some, ancient philosopher maybe i can't remember who exactly but he said something like um i know more than you because i admit that i don't know everything you know um so yeah i mean who knows everything come on even google doesn't know everything so um that's definitely something that comes natural to me to always try to learn more in different ways of life and different um angles of looking at things and i personally believe that geographical location um affects that a lot so like where where you're located from where you're experiencing life changes your life a lot mm -hmm. and like especially like you know on cruise ships like it's you get to like the fun part about that environment is that you get to meet people from all around the world of different nationalities, religions, uh, likes, creeds, females, trans, that sort of thing. And it's such a melting pot of like awesomeness. But at the same time, you're so restricted <laughs> with the work that you have to do on the ship. So tell me like, does, is that kind of like, like, did you always have an interest in burlesque or was that something that came to you afterwards? Oh no, Mitch, I'll tell you more. Um... When I moved to New York, I didn't know burlesque existed. I didn't know burlesque existed until I accidentally saw it 
And I was insulted when I saw it. And I looked away because I thought, oh my God, that woman is a slut. She's so inappropriate. I can't believe what she's doing. Like she has to be locked up or something, you know, in the kitchen and, uh, you know, do some dishes like a woman is supposed to do. Cause I was very brainwashed, you know, like everyone now, else. Are, is that from the Ukrainian culture yeah, or the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. Yeah. There is no burlesque in Ukraine still to this day. As far as I know, there is a lot, well, not quite a lot. There is some in Moscow in Russia, but I don't think there is a lot outside of Moscow and I don't, I don't know of any in Ukraine. Um, so I, I didn't know that was allowed, you know, like I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know a woman can behave that way and be celebrated for it and be paid for it and be respected for it. And that blew my mind, but it wasn't an easy um, thing for me to admit because, um, um, yeah, my first reaction was not good. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, so like within a reaction like that, immediately people are going to think, you know, oh, she probably just ignored it and went on with her merry old day and everything. But you, like, how did you get into it exactly? Yeah. So uh, why I say I saw it accidentally, because I went, I saw it at the jazz show. I uh, have jokingly say that I moved to New York for jazz, which is the reason I'm now thinking of moving to New Orleans. I love jazz. I love live jazz, um, people dressing up, swing dancing, like that is my scene. And I was only about like three weeks in New York City and I had a, some time off and I found this jazz event that I went to and there was a jazz band playing and then out of the blue, this woman appeared who later we became great friends with this woman. Years later, we were doing shows together like every week. Um, so, and then after that reaction, obviously something has changed in me, but I wasn't, I, I didn't know what it was yet. Uh, but then what I noticed is that I started to coming back to the same jazz events. They were monthly, I think. Um, and then I started going to these events right before burlesque started and leaving right after it ended. And then I started seeking out burlesque shows. And then I realized that, okay, I think I have to confess to myself in something. And just of having the thoughts of me wanting to do that. And uh, you damn sure. sinner you how dare you <laughs> yeah oh yeah honestly it was a huge like internal personal transition huge huge like coming where I came from uh having no dance um background no no art performance background like it was a big big step to do if you think about it and here i have to give a huge shout out to my best best friends back in ukraine because they were the ones i confessed to of having these dirty thoughts of thinking of maybe becoming a burlesque performer and this is what it means and i remember those long phone conversations and i was so scared to even confess to my best friends back home and uh um all of them, and specifically one of them, I remember she, she, her reaction was like, I'm not surprised at all. Like, <laughs> you've always been like dancing, you know, naked with a ball on top of the kitchen table at our girls' parties. And I'm like, oh, you're right. That makes sense. We've actually like 
we've actually all been doing that in some form or another. I just had no idea that uh, you don't have to like hide in your own apartment and do this. You can actually do this on stage and be celebrated. You know, that was the biggest shift. <laughs> and so like, let's talk about like, cause burlesque, like it's a performance. It's an art form. It's fantastical. It's, it's so, so, so different, but at the same time, uh, people will recognize it uh, wherever they see it sort of thing. So when you first get started, like how difficult was it to learn that kind of like performance art, like the dancing and the, the flamingo feathers and like, there's so much to go on to it. Cause like, it's you're showing this party part and then you're not showing this by part. And they're like, what is the art? <laughs> what is the art behind it sort of thing? Oh my God. I love how you're like, um you're able to decompose it like, it like that i really love like you showed this part you showed that part that's exactly I've seen right less before i, I i've been yeah, to many I'm burlesque sure. wrestling shows before they're fucking awesome oh nice i was actually asked uh, to something like that once and i completely didn't take it seriously because i thought it was some kind of scam but no it's uh, like a, then it, I watched it, it, it ends it ends up being like a variety show so like yeah start with the wrestling show then you have a burlesque show afterwards or even you can do it before and after and it's like a cool amalgamation yeah. of art forms sort of thing god that's amazing i yeah i wish i knew more of that back then i was very skeptical i was like who is this person asking me for this weird thing that doesn't probably exist <laughs> well you say anyway, weird thing um, you say weird thing but then you're you're also a burlesque dancer when you're saying wrestling no, no, no. they, they didn't mention burlesque they just asked me to take part in this wrestling show and i'm like i'm not as athlete like and then somebody told me oh it's like kind of girls kind of pretending to wrestle for a show and you get paid really well and i'm like Oh, really? Well, that's know. okay. So that, that was a scam that really, oh, if, they okay. say, if, they, if they say they're going to pay you really well and it's a wrestling related thing, that's porn. That's 100% pornography sort of thing. Maybe I made that part up, but when you do burlesque, uh, anything is very well. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, how I got in, how I actually learned, huge shout out to the New York School of Burlesque. As I like to say, that is my only American education. Um, they give you, once you graduate, it's like a four weeks, um, you know, once a week, like on Sundays, we had a kind of a workshop. And after four of those, you graduate and they give you a, like a diploma uh, and they call it that you have a degree, you are associate ecdesiast. You know, it's like Ecdysiast is, uh, I think it's the name for the type of animals who shed their skin, like snakes. And so because you shed your costume, you are associate Ecdysiast. Anyway, okay, it's cool. very academic. <laughs> yeah, and that's where uh, the headmistress of that school, headmistress of burlesque, uh, Jo Boobsweldon, amazing woman, my stripper mama taught me everything I know. Um, I was lucky to get this burlesque series. It's like burlesque one-on-one -on -one or something like that um, from her. And then, um, you know, it was amazing. It was eye-opening and so, so good. Such a safe space. You learn everything you need. Um, and then after four weeks, you graduate and the graduation actually happens on stage of the iconic legendary sleeper room where I eventually performed a lot after that. And to that graduation, I invited everyone I knew and I asked several people to film. And um, and it's funny, like when I watched that recording, you can see that 
she introduced me, Joe Weldon. She introduced me and my music started and I was not ready to go on stage. Uh, and I had to yell from backstage, I'm not ready. And she was like, hold on a minute, she's not ready. And she made like a funny joke. Um, and then, then I finally did go out on stage. I was having panic attacks that day. I was <laughs> I can, so I can only imagine. <laughs> so scared. Like I, I don't remember being that scared in my life because it's like, oh my God, what am I doing? I can't believe I'm doing this. And I invited everyone I know and like what's going to happen. Uh, but the reason I invited everyone I know is because I was very much aware that this could be and probably will be my first and last time I'm performing. So like I'm graduating from the school. This is the chance they give you to be on stage and that's it. But just in case I recorded it and sent it to a few producers and shockingly, it just like developed, <laughs> it developed very quickly from there. And I started getting bookings more and more. And um, in a year or two, I was like a very busy, what they call a full-time burlesque performer. Even though anytime you hear full-time burlesque performer, that means they have at least other two jobs to support them financially <laughs> or yeah. someone else for them. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it sounds very similar to the wrestling scene, uh, <laughs> the way that develops as well. Sadly, now, yeah. now tell me like, so like you've never done that sort of thing before you mentioned that you would only just get naked and dance on at, at parties and stuff like that. So, but like, how did your body change? Cause I imagine that you went from like, you know, you're always kind of in shape skinny, but I imagine that there's a lot of like, your body transformation in terms of like being able to perform athletically and stuff like that because you're uh -huh. moving a lot on stage when you're doing that sort of thing that's true actually and you know i never realized that until i stopped performing during the because of the pandemic i never realized how performing kept me in shape and how much of a workout it actually was because you're always on adrenaline like I'm not the person who works out who goes to the gym and I'm not the person who like rehearses her acts um for her cat <laughs> what you're not rehearsing just for the cat are you no, I, I am rehearsing, but when I'm rehearsing, I'm kind of running through them just to remember the choreography, to uh, make sure to hit the beat in the music. But when I'm rehearsing, I'm not um, jumping around like I do on stage because first of all, my house would fall apart. And second of all, like I don't see the uh, need in that. Uh, but when you go on stage because of the adrenaline, you do crazy things that your body is not necessarily ready for. I mean, like, um, you know, like you can do half splits on stage when you're not stretched enough, things like that all the time. Or like when you um, fall adrenaline in. Is a, adrenaline is a hell of a drug, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh my God, I missed that. <laughs> I missed that high. When you'd like drop on your knees uh, in my sex secretary act, I drop on my knees and I slide through the stage. I mean, that's, you wouldn't do that like, with a clear head you have to be in adrenaline to do that and then you have bloody knees all the time you're bruised all the time you know um so yeah that's something I noticed um when it was gone then like oh I'm like losing shape um I, I but I wasn't kind of preparing my body in any way I also want to emphasize that everybody is burlesque body and uh, you know you see all kinds of bodies on stage and all kinds of genders and identities. And it's really not about 
anything athletic or even dancey. I, I often say, and I mean it, that I don't really dance. I just take my clothes off and smile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a dancer. I never was. Um, so yeah, burlesque can be as dancey or as steel or performance arty as you, it can be anything. So um, I, I didn't have to do anything um, with my body or with my stamina or anything like that. So, and like you kind of mentioned how like you had these great, great instructors, but I imagine throwing yourself into that kind of environment, you're gonna meet, like you mentioned trans, uh, uh, LGBTQ, um, all that community probably involved with that sort with that environment with that uh art form was it was it similar to way when sh you did ships because like the, it just like you you're like did it blow your mind with how many cool and amazing people you got to meet during that entire that run i mean yeah the diversity but also it's also the new york city you know new york city is when you were describing ships in the beginning like how diverse they are how you meet people from everywhere and you hear all these languages New York City is the same, pretty much. Of course, it depends on which community you're in. And yes, in burlesque community, oh my God, um, it's like the most liberal, open-minded um, and diverse in a way, community, like any artist's community. You know, it's, it's very different from Wall Street community <laughs> in New York City. So yeah, um, there's definitely that, but I would say even more so, much more so, um, ships were so long ago um i definitely have am seeing more diversity in new york city and in the artist community than i could ever see on the ships no no good i mentioned it like like there's there's such a like the ship life like you get to be around all these people but not everyone gets to really be themselves at the same time yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. there there's Absolutely. there are rules they had to follow unfortunately um yeah you know you got to meet all these great people from new york city in the burlesque scene and also it's fucking new york city that's so cool um yeah. but i imagine like after a performance there are probably like so many people that you know with bad intentions come up and, uh, and approach you for like other things so like how were you able to navigate those waters? Great question. I am dying to debunk that myth. Um, it doesn't really happen. And, um, but again, do you mean like creeps who follow you home or do you mean like guys trying to get you on, get your phone number, you know, or I get mean, you on the date? I mean, both. Well, it's a fine I mean, line, actually. It's yeah, almost yeah, it's kind of, it's just, like here's the line, and like you just ended yeah. two things are on the same side, the same yeah. Of that line. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's I find it to be a common uh, kind of misconception uh, for people from outside burlesque. I remember it 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 stunned me once when I was showing my coworker years ago a video of me performing in this beautiful club, and she watched it and she was like, "Oh my god." And you did that at like 9 p.m. Weren't you ready to, weren't you um, afraid to be kidnapped after that? And I looked at her and I literally never even thought of that. Um, because it's funny, people actually, and again, it, this is like 99% of the cases. Of course, creeps happen and crazy things happen once in a while, um, you know, 
they might never happen. You know, it's it's the creep land. It's like unpredictable. But most of the time, um, nobody actually dares to do anything questionable towards you when you're a burlesque performer because you're in the spotlight. And that's why I love and miss that dynamic. I love that because um, because of the things I can let myself do when I am that persona, Karina Libido, not only on stage doing the act, but also like walking through the club after I've performed or right before I performed. Because sometimes you, uh, you have what they call like atmosphere gig when you're just hired to walk around <laughs> and you know be sassy that's my favorite thing can you believe it like you get to dress up and be sassy and get paid for it well you don't get paid much but sometimes you might um and it's funny that people really watch your watch themselves because everyone is watching me and so whoever I'm talking to, if they mess with me, everyone can see them. And people are very um, aware of that. It's, it's, um, it's fascinating how people change. And it's gotta be like, not for nothing, but like men usually, like they're attracted, like when you're performing on stage, there's an aura of confidence, of power and that sort of atmosphere. So if you're like a creep or like some guys like, that's probably the the last person you want to go to approach is the power confident person that's just on stage. That's true. That's true. It's actually scary to a lot of people. Also, people often think that like um, that that somehow attracts a lot of like love, like true, genuine love, romantic interest from other people. And I would say that's just because um, of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah uh yeah but still not i think that kind of confidence even in 2022 uh, especially in a woman it still might be frightening and kind of kind of even frowned upon people. unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> so strange i have yeah. a, i have a I have a I have a joke in my stand up set where like I admit that I'm I'm physically attracted to like strong women like a, a China or a Jade Cargill um, women that I go to the gym and they have like their muscles and I'm like man they're just so attractive because they're so powerful sort of thing and I have a whole bit about it I'm not going to spoil it on here but it's it's fascinating it's so intriguing uh, and you got to live in New York City now doing all this and. Like, what was that like? Cause that is like, if people haven't gone to New York city, when you walk into New York city, there's instantly like a vibe of like stuff's going on. There's happenings going on. There's so much energy kind of take me through that kind of experience, like living and like in the city. Yeah. Oof, New York city, like every every other New Yorker, I'm having love and hate relationship with New York City. <laughs> um, when I first came, I was obsessed with New York City, obsessed. Like I was on a date with the city every minute I could find free. Um, all I wanted was like to walk the dirty streets of uh, Manhattan. And I was obsessed and that kept me very happy and very blind to a lot of ugly, ugly things that New York City is. 
um, which is great because like my first couple of years were like that when like I didn't see anything bad. Um, I, uh, I was in love. I was in love with that city and every minute in it. Um, now looking back, first I want to say that I mean, I don't know how my life is going to be moving forward, but those five, like five and a half, five years in New York City will probably be like the most cinematic, <laughs> amazing years of my life because my, and that's the word I use a lot when I talk about my New York City experience, it was cinematic because I cannot believe the stuff I got to do. Like I, I did not know that this life existed. Um, meaning like I was thinking about like old New York, old movies, you know, about New York and jazz. And uh, like I said, like people swing dancing, everyone is dressed up like um, men wearing tuxedo, women in like long gowns, having this, exquisite extraordinary parties I thought that was the New York that only existed in my head like that fantasy and then when I accidentally became a part of it it absolutely blew my mind that it actually exists you know and that's why you know beware of what you dream of <laughs> it's it, you're, you're so you're you're, you're it's <laughs> You're, you're describing like an actual intimate relationship. Like I know there's so many people out there that yeah. you know, have that wonderful uh, sex-filled, like uh, passionate relationship, but then they realize it's maybe it doesn't work out, right? And they're, they're, it's always nice to talk about it, but it's like, you know, it wasn't really great or healthy for you. Was that the case for you? And is that why you've gone now to Vermont, which is, you know, yeah. quiet and cold? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So I, uh, uh, I think I made a post um, a while ago about comparing a New York City to an abusive partner, which it is because it like it draws you in, uh, it lures you in. It's like it's so tempting. It's it can so... chew you up and spit you out. Yeah, the same exactly. Time. And then it just like breaks you, and then and then it draws you back in, and it's phenomenal how you can see that. Like the, when I was moving to Vermont, um, like a month before I was moving, I started receiving, I started like actually seeing how New York City is trying to keep me. It was so funny and scary. Like for example, in New York City, they have this, um, what they call them? Like low income uh, um, housing. Yeah. Housing. Yeah. So you have to apply. It's a lottery. You have to apply and your income has to be below a certain um, limit. And some housing, it's like very low, but some housing, it's like, you know, if you're a single person making under $80,000 a year, you qualify. Um, so low income definition is very vague in New York City because even 80K would be pretty low to live a, like a nice life yeah. uh, without rats and stuff. <laughs> and so, um, and I applied for that, like, I don't know, years ago, 2016, 17, whatever. And the, in the month when I was already packing to move to Vermont, I got an email that I won that lottery. You know, it was insane. It's like, uh, and I was like, nope, New York City, you had your chance. Nope, I'm <laughs> leaving. <laughs> yeah, it definitely 
grew on me in a bad way. When I was living in New York City, I hated it, Mitch. I hated it. I was like, never again will my food be here. Like, what a disgusting, dirty, dangerous, threatening to women specifically place. Because if you're a man in New York City, I feel like, um, um, especially a white man, I feel like um, you have no idea what women uh, and and other minorities go through because uh, one of the main reasons I left New York City and started hating it is street harassment. Mm. It, it became absolutely, and I'm surprised, I feel like people don't talk about it enough. It became absolutely psychologically impossible for me to deal with. Like I, I, I caught myself that I'm afraid to leave my apartment to go get groceries or like go to the laundromat because I know I will be stared on, I will be catcalled, I will be harassed. Um, and it's just, it's terrible. And it, it's not when you're, um, you know, go come back from gigs at night um, necessarily. It's like it happens in the bright day, you know, and you'll walk to the subway, you'll see people jerking off. It's like, it's bad. <laughs> It's bad, but it's funny that it's also so good in New York City that it blinds you to these bad things for a while. And then it takes years to start seeing them. And then you're like, wake up one day, and you're like, I cannot spend another day here. <laughs> it's, it kind of sounds like, like uh, you see the movie Up, right? I don't think so. About the guy, the dog, uh, the, the house full of balloons. No, I was it Pixar. And it was a scene, there's a scene where the where the dog is like, "Hi, my name is Doug," and I and I get distracted by a squirrel. And it's like it sounds like yes. when you first get to New York City, it's like yes. squirrel, 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 yes, squirrel. But then exactly. eventually you 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 get tired of the squirrels, and you see, <laughs> oh, needles, uh, guys drinking off, like so and so forth. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I imagine like being in an arts and culture scene like burlesque that does a lot to kind of hide like the the bad stuff in like a certain city like New York City or in LA or something like that yeah. but like I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong here but it kind of feels like like you were experiencing all this awesome creative fun environment stuff uh, but then the pandemic happens and then you're not allowed to do all that sort of stuff so you get to see the real side of it and that affects the way you're feeling towards the city yeah, I actually left before the pandemic, um, which was... So I was wrong. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's cool. A lot of people did leave New York City right after the pandemic started. Um, and a lot of people I know and a lot of fellow performers did leave the city. Um, but it's funny that it was uh, incredibly... Uh, what's the word? Um, like... Um, forward seeing of me you know like I almost predicted future because like I'm very grateful to my past self for for some reason I picked Vermont which is like the less populated um, place to be and when pandemic started I was already here I already bought a house I was already settled in um, so and like got to spend these years in this safest um, place in America COVID advice to be so that was good um yeah and so you're living in 
you do the drastic change. You get out of New York City. You break up in New York City. Bad New York City. They cheat on you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ne- they're, they're never. They're, they can call me at three a.m. and I will not answer the no, phone. Sort of don't call me drunk. <laughs> yeah. Don't text me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York City. Don't call me drunk. Okay. <laughs> Had your chance. Um, and you go to Vermont. Um, why Vermont? What's it been like? I mean, if you you're glowing with happiness because you just seem like you're healthy <laughs> there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, why Vermont? Um, there was this point when I already, and this, this is always my favorite time in life. And whenever, whoever of my friends going through this, I always say, oh my God, this is my favorite time in life. When you already know, when I already knew I'm gonna leave New York, but I still didn't know where I, where I would go. That was amazing because I felt like I had, you know, I have 50 states to choose from and the not the world yet but like the the map of usa is my oyster like i can go and move anywhere in the country uh and i started choosing i am the person who does a lot of research like when it comes to buying a new appliance or moving to a new place i do tons of research like i even researched prior to this i even researched i googled and youtubed uh how to give a good podcast interview So like I question everything and I try to learn from other people, et cetera, all the time. So I did a ton of research and I had a a list in my head and then eventually on paper that the new place had to check. Uh, And going through that list, you will see how tired I was from New York City because, uh, you know. Fresh air, no rats. Exactly. Exactly. Grass, lots of grass. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it had to be, um, first of all, safe. I understand that like safety is relative, uh, but definitely safer than New York City. Safe, bike friendly. um, Bonus if it's scenic. So like a beautiful nature. Huge bonus if it's by the water because I love going to the beach. I'm I'm a water baby. Um, And then... um, a few other things like there should be some kind of arts community you know stuff like that um and vermont blew my mind uh and absolutely checked all these boxes and more i actually didn't even kind of knew vermont no vermont existed i knew nothing about it and i found out in a very funny way i was performing at a um, las vegas burlesque festival in 2018 uh in the fall and i was playing and i left new york like six months after that so i was already thinking where to go um and the person who produced uh las vegas burlesque festival told me oh my god you should come to vermont burlesque festival um uh, it's in burlington and i just started laughing because i thought he made it up (laughs) because for burlesque we call burlesque um sometimes in this cute way burly q you know, Burley dash yeah. Q. And so I thought, oh, Burlington. Oh, how cute. Ah, stop it. Funny, like <laughs> made up down. And then I realized it's it's real. So so I came for the festival in January 2018. End of January. It was like minus 30. The snow was up to my thighs, and I'm five nine. It was 
bad. Like it took us three hours to just clean our car from the snow so we could drive. You know, it was like that. And I still kind of weirdly fell in love with it. And I was like, I want to live here because I saw, first of all, it was pre-pandemic. So I saw a huge um, art scene. Uh, I loved the burlesque festival. I saw a lot of little bars with live music, which is very much my thing, you know, like local performers, stand up, uh, bands, um, all of that. Uh, surprisingly a lot of that for the size of the town because the town is only 40,000 people <laughs> 40,000 people mate <laughs> compared to New York City which is what I know right yeah it's insane but what I noticed that here people don't think of like just Burlington when you say you're in Burlington it also means towns next to it so like South Burlington Willingston uh, um, etc so it's actually more like 300,000 yeah I don't know the whole state, whatever. But um, but I definitely saw that art scene is surprisingly happening for the size of the town. And then there are other things that amazed me. Like, for example, um, I very much got into minimalism back then, which helped with the moving. And uh, I very much embraced that mentality. And my friend told me that in Vermont, there is a law that uh, prohibits billboards and any advertising uh, like in public spaces. And I was like, oh my God, how amazing is that? And the reason for that is that they want you, when you drive through Vermont on the interstate or wherever, um, they want you to enjoy the view. They don't want you to be distracted by the billboards. And so little things like that, and then solar panels, like honestly, that was huge for me because um, when you drive from upstate New York into Vermont, it's so um, evident how there is like no solar panels at all and then solar panels everywhere. And I really love that um, ecological conscience. And, um, you know, when we went to the movie, it was part of the burlesque festival uh, to see a movie about burlesque. And the, the only ad that was in front of the movie was about the importance of recycling. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that and it's very local business oriented it's it's very smart actually when it comes to I really like how kind of the systems are working in Vermont and I really I'm a big fan of that like composting is a law here you know you can't put food scraps in the garbage and I really care for these things uh, and I really love how um, how conscious this state is yeah, and looking up, it's not that far from the Canadian border. I mean, you could go oh, visit Ottawa, like, Montreal. Far as the way. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm in the area, I'd come visit. Absolutely. It's beautiful in summer. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Summer, summer and fall. And now, so like you go from one extreme medium to from like burlesque, New York City, now you're in Vermont. Um you mentioned the art scene there, like, but I, is there, is there burlesque there in Vermont? I know you're doing pole dancing as sort of like a, a pseudo way of doing it or performing, like. Yeah, there is. And surprisingly big burlesque scene here. But again, I moved right before pandemic. So everything shut down for a while. And then things did reopen, like they started, restarted having burlesque shows um a while ago like they've been having them i think all of this year but it took me a while to even come out as an audience 
even though like almost everyone is vaccinated or like almost everyone is vaccinated but i still had my reservations yeah, yeah it's, it just feels weird to be in a crowd again and it's funny like when you think about it when first pandemic hit and how scary it was and i was like oh my god what if i was still in new york city what if i was still in new york city and not having the day job that i have you know like uh i would be screwed because my whole life um depended like my livelihood depended on being in a crowd every night i had to be in a crowd like my shows our shows had to be crowded um and it's just crazy to think about that even now you know <laughs> and so like it kind of seems, like i know you're um so like you're kind of just getting into pole dancing you're not really ready to get in the crowds you're you seem like the type of person that you need some sort of creative yes. art form and everything is that where we get the uh karina self-made uh, youtube videos coming from yes that and carpentry has been an outlet for me as well and i have to say i'm very proud of myself that yesterday afternoon i finally sent that email out um putting myself out there and being like, I sent out to a big producer here in Vermont and I said, I think I'm ready to go back performing. Do you have any shows for me? So we'll see what comes out from there. I'm ready to go back. Um, and the reason for that is because in November, I went to see a show and I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I was vaccinated and everyone in that room was supposed to be vaccinated. So I was like, okay, well now, you know, I got it anyway. And I do feel safer now that I already had it. So I'm like, okay, now I'm yeah. definitely. <laughs> Listen, my, my wife and I are like, we're, we feel left out. Cause like, I think we're, we're, we're one of the few people left that haven't gotten it. And it's surprising that I especially haven't gotten it yet because of, I do perform comedy. I do travel for work quite a bit. And like in terms of like producing TV shows, like and meeting new people, I don't know how, or maybe I have had it and maybe I'm asymptomatic. I have no fucking idea, but it's insane that I haven't gotten it. And I'm going to uh, knock on wood that wait, no, I know I want to get it. I feel left out is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm double vaxxed. I want to, I want to like just, it seems like I'm being left out of the whole COVID uh, era of uh, symptoms and everything. And so kind of give me an idea, like, where'd you get the idea to do the uh, the self-made videos? Because those are on YouTube available. Uh, where can people find those? Yeah, yeah. I started a YouTube channel called Karina Self-Made. Um, and the main point of that channel is to inspire and motivate people. Because basically, like, I'm, oh, I should, like, I... I really want to focus on my channel this year and you know you understand me how much effort it is to make a video like how much time editing process and you probably is. plan it every video too which yeah. adds more work to it sort of thing yeah exactly have to plan it to script it to film it to film b-rolls to put all of that together then when you publish it you have to do all the metadata you know promote it it's a lot of work um but honestly, I just want to put there kind of what, uh, what I already project in my real life. And I'm going to explain. So like, I think my conversations with my friends uh, inspired me to make a channel because I often get asked, um, how did you get into tech? How did you get into burlesque? How did you um get to new york how how did you um 
kind of how did you dare to do that like how you know because yeah, like it's 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 a lot of people don't have that just fuck it and go with it attitude right yeah so you're kind of yeah. like a unicorn in that sense <laughs> yeah it's like yeah like how how do you come to these decisions yeah how do you um build your life and stuff like that um and this is something that i want to talk about more on my youtube channel uh and especially to inspire more women to get into real estate for example which i have learned is a very man's man's world even to this day and to inspire more immigrants to um to get themselves out to, to get into tech for example because i have zero tech experience and i'm an immigrant so it's things like that that i really 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 wanna um kind of not not teach other people but at least um to have conversations maybe yeah 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 well speaking of that it, this has been a lovely conversation uh i hope that i get to see you in person uh one day soon i mean uh, I'm, i'm looking at like if the comedy thing goes well i'd love i'm like if i get an agent maybe i'm like hey can i do a show in vermont and then i'm crashing yeah. on the couch yeah. <laughs> absolutely and you can get you get i've seen you perform uh on your uh facebook channel uh a few times and i'm always very very impressed um so it'd be nice if you got to see me perform <laughs> <laughs> being yeah, ridiculous soon being I am. I'd love to. <laughs> All right, Karina. Uh, so you have the Karina self-made on YouTube. Uh, do you have a uh, Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing? What do you want to promote while we're yeah, yeah, here? Yeah, Karina self-made on YouTube. Also Karina self-made on Instagram. I also recently created um, separate Instagram account for Karina Libido. It's Karina.Libido for my burlesque stuff. It's pretty empty now, but follow it and- But you're gonna fill that some bitch up real soon. Yeah, yeah. I just decided to separate those two because I originally reused my old account, but now I decided to create an, an additional one. And on Facebook, you can find me under both names, Karina Libido and Karina Selfmade. Oh man, so good to catch up with you. You look so happy and awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mitch. It was, it's been a pleasure. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Karina. Uh, she has so much potential in the world and the fact that she is actually utilizing that potential uh, makes me so happy and so proud of her for uh, trying and accomplishing everything that she's doing. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, until now and until next week, we'll see you guys online. Cheers.